You are listening to Indelicates Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Mandy Taylor. I'm Amy Milstead, and we are introducing our good friend, Ashley Edmonds. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. And uh, we have all known each other for quite a while as we all met in the same hellhole at Olive Garden when we had to wear ties. Oh, gee, for life. Didn't you take off your tie and burn it in the parking lot the day they ended that? Or was that someone else? No, I think, no, I didn't do the ties. We did the white shirt. We did the white shirt. Those shirts were terrible. White shirts in an Italian restaurant. It's just stupid. You use the Italian word lightly, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, Americanized, cheap Italian food. (laughs) My ancestors are rolling in their graves. (laughs) Mine probably too. Who knows? Right. Um. But we wanted to bring Ashley on because she was there the night that um, I know that I was out at a bar. Manny, do you remember where you were that night? I was out at a country bar where Chuck was extremely uncomfortable and didn't want to dance. And then I got my phone (laughs) blown up because of Ashley's heroic story. And I was freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was at 8-Ball, which is a pool club hall, whatever. Was. Was. Was, yeah. That was that place was so much fun. But that was like the typical hangout place after work. And we were waiting for them to show up. And uh, then we heard what had happened. So. so what had happened was there was a lady that we worked with. She was an older woman. She was going through a very awful relationship, um, marriage, if you will. I think, I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure they were divorced at this point. Um, but there was an argument in regards to a vehicle. Are you sure it was a vehicle and not about how many tomatoes he wanted on his salad? Because she was really effing stressed. I mean, he can't get to that point. You remember? (laughs) Be like, hey, they want extra olives. They get three. But but they want extra olives. You didn't write it on the ticket. It doesn't go in the salad bowl. A salad for four was a salad for me. (laughs) And she was really sweet. Don't get the wrong idea. But when we were busy, she was like, we called her the salad Nazi. And she'd be like, nope. There was a reason for that. Yeah, she, she had a lot going on long and everything. Long time. Really? Yeah. You of all people, she bugged me. She, and I know she got hated about me. She would give me dirty me. looks, and I'm like, I'm just trying to be your friend. I'm normally this upbeat. <laughs> I swear, I'm not being fake. That's funny. <laughs> she was always nice to me. I never had an issue with her, other than like going in and grabbing an extra salad bowl behind her back when she wasn't looking because she wouldn't give you another one. All the time. All the time. <laughs> no wonder she hated us. It was like living in a kitchen with kids just grabbing shit off the counter. No, you would, ha- you would literally have to go in and just refill fucking salads all night long. That's all you would do. Yeah. Like I have one table, but I need 50 flipping salads for this other party. <laughs> Insane. We're fine. We're We're fine. No emotional trauma after that job at all. Nothing, you can clearly no. hear we're all well adjusted adults. We don't we don't cry at all when we see any salad remnants. I I still have nightmares. <laughs> I haven't worked there in over ten years. <laughs> Where I work now we have to make our own salads and I still cringe a little. I kinda of look around the corner for her to make sure she's not there when I put an extra <laughs> tomato on. I physically wince when I hear the word breadstick. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Any situation, it's just <laughs> traumatic and awful. Oh gosh, I hate I hate breadsticks. Can I have the free wine sample? Which one? All of them. I want all the free wine. Just give me all the free wine. I'll tip you, <laughs> you extra. Like Linda just... from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Can I have another one? <laughs> but these are terrible. Oh, do, you have, do you have any moscato? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I like the sweet wines. The one that tastes like the diabetes. I don't actually like wine, but no, 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 it's okay. I usually tip 10%, but if you give me extra, I'll drop it to five. (laughs) Anyway, we're bitter. Um, Moving on. So there was Miss Audrey. That could be a whole other segment. Yeah. So salad lady. My ex and I, we would give her rides 
to and from work and she would tell us all her woes and her ex was being like extra crazy, like just putting his shoes on her back step or moving her shoes. She didn't wear her shoes in her house for whatever reason. Any doodle. That's creepy. Yeah, it was really weird. And like, what's really funny is um, I had worked earlier the night that all of this had happened, but I had to come back and get my ex. And I happened to be there when she was leaving. And I was like, hey, do you need a ride? She's like, no, I got my truck today. I was like, all right. I was like, let me know when you get home. Like, make sure everything is okay. Because I knew all this crazy crazy stuff was happening. Right. Gave her a big hug. I was like, keep me posted all this weekend. Da, da, da. Because she had the weekend off. It was um, was like her daughter's graduation or something like that. Something big was happening. She walked out. And like a couple minutes later, we were able to lock the door. Like a couple seconds later, we were able to lock all the doors and everything. And I'm just sitting in the front. I'm waiting for my ex to finish up. And all of a sudden, I just hear this. There was a group of people that had literally just left out the building. And when people had left, you couldn't come back in. All of a sudden, I just hear people losing their minds. They're screaming and frantic and crazy. And I just happen to stand up. And I just hear Miss uh, Miss Dalinazzi screaming. I get up and I open the door. And she's running towards me and I let her in and as she comes in I close the door behind her and as I'm closing the door behind her there's a man that happens to be her ex the first time I've ever seen him and I happen to get the door closed before he was able to get in and he just starts banging on the door and screaming in my face let me in and all I can do oh my gosh is shake my head no like I just looked at him I was like nope not happening and at the time there was my ex like happened to be standing right behind me at that exact moment plus one of our busers and, like, they just waited for me to, like, get out of the way, and they chased him. And they saw him get into, I don't remember if it was an SUV or a truck, and just, like, take off. But as this cell lady runs by me, she's screaming that she was shot, and it didn't register until he was already gone. Oh, my goodness. Was she bleeding, like, down on the floor? She, okay, so she got hit. Um, on her left side, like kind of, kind of like through her boob, if you will. Because he shot her through med- the door, correct? He did. He shot her. He. She, she was in her car. Yeah, she was. She was actually in her car. She had actually gotten into a car at this point. Jeez. And he came. I, I think she said he came out of like the bushes or something because there was um a bank right next to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why she parked there because there was a camera with the, where the ATM was. So she would always have some form of um, record of what was happening with her. And that's sad in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. That's to the point of where she was at. She was yeah. absolutely paranoid. And I don't blame her. Um, but yeah, she was in the car. I think she said, I think she had shot maybe five times. I could be oh wrong on that. But he shot her. He pulled the trigger quite a few times. She ended up screaming getting out of the car and as i said the people that were outside they just fucking scattered they're banging on the door like what is it and i was like i can't let you in like that's a big no no like corporate well you don't know what's going on at the time either yeah you don't know who the shooter is at that time i I never if she was shot ladies i never even heard gunshots but i heard her scream wow oh my god which was mind like mind-blowing to me and I didn't register it, any of it until after. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, so she ran into the back. She ran. You guys know the setup. She ran into the back kitchen and she just like ran over by like by like the app in the bread station. And mm-hmm. she kind of just fell like by the uh, between the bartender door, come into the kitchen. Yeah. And like near the prep area. And she just fell to the ground. Um. I mean, there was the response time was like insane. Like it, well, it was good. amazing. Like kudos, kudos, Jacksonville emergency system. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amy's <laughs> boobies are out. <laughs> and they look really so pretty. Me and Mandy can see each other on FaceTime and it's hot. So I took <laughs> off my sweatshirt and I've got on this like fitness top that supposedly is supposed to hold you in. <laughs> But all it's doing is holding me up like Betty Page style. And I just look over and not beautiful. And Mandy's over there with like this monster face and grabby hands. And I'm like, what are you doing? The booby hands. Uh, 
I know this face. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> I miss you girls so much. I miss you too. I miss you guys. It's okay. not right. We're so far away. Oh, no. so I am in St. Louis. Mandy's in Detroit and Ashley is in North Carolina. North Carolina is where we all met each other. And then since then we've mm-hmm. moved to different parts. So that's why. It's a different world here, but sad. I miss you guys. Miss the, you meet the great, the best of people. Yeah. You do. And the weirdest. Yeah. You do. I mean, I still come back to North Carolina just to visit you guys. And now I'm going to have more places to go with Amy and St. Louis. And we're going to have mm-hmm. to road trip places. And Ashley needs to take mm-hmm. us to Salem. That yeah. is on the docket. Um, just to wrap up for the listeners. Uh, Miss Audrey did survive the attack. She was out for months rehabilitating, but she... Did get better, and she came back to work, and she was actually nicer. He was in jail. She was. She didn't. Yeah, have she to didn't worry have all the stress anymore. of worrying about what was going to happen. She knew where he was. Yeah. I had I had to go to court for this. Oh, that's and right. I actually. Oh yeah, like no, I did. I went to court for this in two, 2017. I actually found um, the letter for it. I was trying to find my a copy of my report for that night you know they take your statement and everything like that i found scott but i can't find mine which is very upsetting i had like paragraphs but he did receive 19 years and a maximum of 26 years in prison for in all in all for all of this hmm. and which that was, i don't think he'll live that long he was older to begin with dude he had so many medical oh yeah by the way when they finally got when they finally got this a-hole they actually took him out in the middle of a flipping highway and like they shot him. Like he should have died in this. Really? But had lived. And he has so many health medical issues in general prior to this. He's not going to live that long. No, I don't think she's I completely forgot about, about that. Anymore. Like they finally, they finally got him. He, I think it was, he, I, I want to say it was like he stole a car or something like that, or it was a borrowed car. They got him going down um, one of the major highways, like down towards Wilmington. And like they had to block off the entire um, highway for this. And it was like a police shootout. Like I'm thinking like Boondock Saints. There was a firefight. I I vaguely remember this now that you're a. William Defoe. Like, yeah. Are you talking about the actual? I'm talking about the shooting, not, but yeah. Yeah, no, that was a thing. Boondock Saints is good too. Yeah. I've not I seen that before. I it was worth it for this. I'm sorry. Oh my, man. Wait, what? Man? I've not seen that movie before. Ashley, you've known this. I've never Where, seen it. Chuck, Chuck, get your, check your, get your wife. She needs to watch this. How have you not seen the Boondock Saints? I didn't learn about the radio until I was in third okay. grade because I hit the wrong button. The childhood was very different. It has nothing to do with your childhood, uh, man. I feel like that movie came out when I was younger. I didn't see this until I was like in my early 20s. When did this come out? I didn't see this. I didn't hear about this movie until I was... Ma'am, you were not three when I was in my early 20s. When did this movie come out? 1999. This movie came out in 1999. I was in fifth grade. When we get all together, we can watch this movie that you guys are all excited and thing. hyped up about. We, gotta, we have to drink whiskey for this, though. <laughs> Any doodle. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Okay, Jenny. moving on. So Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you went to court and you testified about what happened to get him sent away? Uh, yeah, I had to testify about what I saw, if I could identify him. Um, my ex did as well. I can only speak about that because, like, that's who I was with at the time as well. Um, a couple of the coworkers were there. Which is, like, we haven't seen each other in a while because... Um, my ex and I, we left the following year to go work at this new place. And like, we, we've always seen him in passing, but like, we actually did a little catch up while we were waiting in the, the room to mm-hmm. get called in, right. which was nice. Um, but yeah, we, we got to get together received. at our next attempted murder trial. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, good exactly. to see you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Nothing Basically. to say here. Oh goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, it all happened uh, March 29th, 2014. And we were in court by March 6th, 2017. There's a whole lot of things, but what it narrowed down to was he received a minimum of 19 years and a maximum of 26 years in prison. And this was after the jury deliberated for about two hours. That blows my mind. Wow. I'm not a religious person, but if there is a God, that God was looking out for. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Because that bullet is actually, like, lodged either, like, nestled right next to her spine. Oh, God. Or still, like, close enough. Like, they actually can't remove it without oh, my goodness. confirming if it's a yay or a nay to her being paralyzed. Oh, wow. Jeez. Well, I'm glad that piece of shit's in jail. Wish he would have got more, but hopefully it is a life sentence since you guys said that he had health issues. I'm, I have a feeling he's not going to make it very long in prison. Bye. Good job. Yeah. Not <laughs> even sorry. Nope. <laughs> and I, for if anybody's Polish and listening to this, I'm sure that I'm butchering the hell out of these names. I'm doing my best. So, you know, <laughs> let me know if I mispronounce things, but I'm doing my best. So I'm going to tell you about Tilly Klimek. She was born Teofila Gubrik, maybe, in 1877 in Poland. She was known as Tilly, and her family moved to the U.S. when she was four years old, settling in the little Poland section of Chicago. Okay. Grew up there. Nothing. We don't really know anything about her childhood. She married Joe Mitzkiewicz. I want to say Mauskowitz, but I'm pretty sure it's Mouskiewicz. Um, when she was in her early 20s. I like Mouskiewicz. I like Mouskiewicz better. We can just call him Mouskiewicz. It's fine. Um, so she married when she was in her early 20s, and they were pretty normal. She was known as a great cook, much like myself. Um, the couple was well-liked yep, yep. by their neighbors. Um, everything's just great. She also had an interesting little quirk. It seemed that Tilly was a psychic. Ooh. So during okay. their uh their 20 or 19 year marriage at different times, Tilly would have visions during dreams of people or animals dying and generally they came true. Okay. Weird. No one at that point seemed to piece together that they were people that annoyed Tilly in some way or another or maybe had gotten <laughs> into an altercation or she didn't like that that dog was hanging around their house, but she was a psychic <laughs> and she knew when people were about to die. So oh, I How really like her. her. <laughs> right. So anyway, she's known as like the psychic lady who can she gets those special visions when she thinks somebody's <laughs> going to die. How convenient. Right. Um, so this caused alarm when in 1914. Same year that the Titanic sunk to give you some idea of. What the world's like. They're living in Chicago. After 19 years of marriage, Tilly had a vision of her beloved husband, Joe, dying. She cried to the neighbors and her friends that in the vision, it was only going to be a couple of weeks and then he was going to get sick and die. A couple of weeks later, Joe dies of heart failure, according to the coroner, and Tilly collects his $1,000 life insurance policy, which is about 26000 by today's money. All right. Holy shit. Isn't that weird? Like 110 yeah. years late, well, 100 years, give or take, later. It... Mm -hmm. Gas prices are still going up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so poor Joe dies, right? A month later, she marries, not dates. She marries her second husband, Joseph Rakowski. Oh, she likes the it's Joe. It's really, con uh-huh. It's really convenient that you won't get in trouble when you call it your dead husband of a month ago's name. Because <laughs> it's the same. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's very convenient. <clears throat> so strapping new Joe, who was never sick a day in his life, started to feel poorly not long after the marriage. Her vision started again. <laughs> She's such a freaking psychic. <laughs> And she cried again to everyone who would listen that poor Joe number two was doomed. Joe, husband the second, died on May 20th, 
five months after her last husband's death. Dang. He left her about. No, like no pause to take a breath. Nothing. Um, He left her about $50,000 by today's standards. All right. Good Lord. No wonder why she didn't take a breath. She didn't have to. No. So she gets a new boyfriend, and I would like you ladies to guess what the boyfriend's name was. Please tell me it's Joe. Ashley? I I say Joe. Third man, Joseph Kuzkowski, became the new beau. And (laughs) she was close with him and his sister. They both had a sweet tooth and they loved eating this candy that Tilly would make for them. They both became severely ill and Joe number three dies. How long after Joe number two? Husband number one, she was married to for 19 years. He dies. A month later, she marries husband number two. They are married from February until May. And he dies in May. Jeez. Within, I don't have a specific amount of time, but shortly after that is when she went for Joseph number three. He dies. I don't have a specific date for that. Okay. 1919, she marries another man. This time his name's Frank. So, and I'm not even going to attempt his last name. There's a bunch of <laughs> syllables and I I can't do that. <laughs> when Y's are the only constant or the only vowel that you use, I... <laughs> I'm not going to try to butcher that. So anyway, she meets Frank. They get married in March of 1919. They move into a house together, and she had actually lived there before with another man called Myers sometime in that five-year period. Um, and people thought it was weird that she moved back into the same house with a new husband. What happened to Myers? Nobody knows. He disappeared randomly, and no one ever <laughs> oh saw him goodness. again. Um, okay. So they would joke with Tilly, like, oh, the last one when, you know, he went missing. How long does this one have? And Tilly responded, he's not going to live long. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Like, she's just, it's so obvious what is going on, and everyone's like, She's a psychic. It's awesome. Yeah. She's really good at this. She's never wrong. As he starts getting sick, she would taunt Frank, it'll be any day now. And she would make little quips at him like that all the time. Oh, my God. Wait. Honey, I don't feel good. Don't worry, sweetie. It's going to be any day now. Chuck has a procedure this week. I can't wait to say that to him. (laughs) Um, when the neighbors asked how he was doing, she would tell them he has about two inches to live. Two inches? <laughs> two inches to live. Oh, my goodness. Is that, maybe that's why the only one lasted three months. So he's getting worse and worse. He's getting sicker. She asked him to take out a life insurance policy. The poor bastard Obviously. does. Stupid. And then... As if, like, this wasn't brazen enough. She basically sees an ad. So, you know, of this time, she goes on Facebook Marketplace and she finds a coffin for 30 bucks. And she asks their landlady, hey, I know Frank's going to need this soon. So do you mind if I keep it in the basement? I want to buy it now since I'm getting a good deal on it. It's just going to be there for a couple weeks. He's not going to last long. Would you mind? Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Giant lady balls. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. The landlady thought that was creepy and morbid and said if she brought a coffin into her house, she would evict all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't Um, blame her. Like, you can't have a coffin in your house. This bitch. Frank is getting sicker and sicker, and she sits next to his bed as he's declining into his death, knitting a black hat, which she told him she was going to wear it at his funeral. Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. It shouldn't be... You couldn't write this. No! No! You couldn't make this up. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, and three neighbor <laughs> children down the street that she thought was really oh annoying. Um, oh, my God. They Not- they seem to get sick the same way Frank did. And three children passed away in 1920 after oh. uh, mysteriously <laughs> becoming too annoying to Tilly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well... Okay. There was there was no end to her plight. Frank died on April twentieth, nineteen twenty one, and Tilly was reportedly ecstatic. <laughs> I... <laughs> Tilly is that bitch. <laughs> yeah, like damn. Tell me, she's got another. Tilly one. is the coldest blooded bitch I've ever heard of in my entire life. Like almost gleeful about like everything's just a <laughs> big joke. And you die, and... and you die, and fuck you, and fuck you, and you're I know, cool. She's fuck like the, you. She's the Oprah Winfrey of death. <laughs> it sounds like she is no like empathy or no like emotions connecting the boxes of. Yeah, I know I'm making this hat next to your death, but it's for your funeral. Do you want me to look at or not? <laughs> you know, it's just so callous. <laughs> oh. She gets married one more time. Ooh. So we got oh a Joe, my God, of she does. a Joe, a Joe, a Frank, a Frank. Anyone want to another Frank? Take a, a Frank. Is it a Joe again? Back to a Joe. She went back to Joe. No, I was going back to Joe. She went right, back to so a Joe. Five. His name. Got it. Yep. Frank took too Fifth long husband. to die. So. I feel like she could have got more under her belt, um, but. Last husband's name was Joseph Klimek. Marries Joe in July. July, yeah. She wastes no time. Um, last yeah. Joe was extremely wealthy. And they had a pretty good life together. It was the kind of way that she wanted to live. But um, he also annoyed her. So he had to go. He drank like, too what, much. Did he che- he oh, well. Oh. What was that? I said, well, ooh. Yeah. Not going to say, did he chew too loudly? But no, if he drank too much, like, yeah. He drank too much. He liked other women. Um, okay, fair. So she's complaining to her cousin, and uh, her cousin's like, why don't you just divorce him? That's not cool. And Tilly was like, well, I'll find another way to get rid of him. <laughs> She'll have a vision. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, you know, we're getting older, babe, and um, I think that it would be wise for us to get life insurance. So he does. That's what every normal person thinks of. Yeah. Time out. Does she have a favorite life insurance agent? Does she keep going to the same person? Because I feel like that (laughs) That, person should be good. That agent's getting a whole bunch of commissions. Maybe I shouldn't sell you another policy. That's why they now have investigators for life insurance yeah, companies. Probably. Because <laughs> of fucking Tilly, whatever the fuck her name is. She was a star. Jesus. <laughs> Joe is getting, last Joe is getting sick. He keeps getting progressively sick. He finally goes to a doctor. Like a freaking man. I know she's had four husbands before that have all met their demise, and I'm getting sick, but I'm not going to see a doctor until his legs were paralyzed, and he finally broke down and went to the doctor. How do you get there? Oh, well. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It took both of you too long to get that one. I responded the second I heard this, by the way. <laughs> that was good. I'm proud of that Just one. shaking my head. I'm not proud of any of us at this episode. <laughs> we, you know, we I mean, if no people. one likes We're this episode, we've enjoyed doing it, and it's okay. I think this is my favorite so far. Yeah. Finally, a doctor is like, this looks like poisoning. So he tests him. The test comes back positive for arsenic. It's shocking. And they told Joe that you it's long-term arsenic poisoning that is the severity of your illness and what you're mm-hmm. dealing with now. Um, and then Joe is thinking back and they're trying to ask questions of, you know, how it might have happened. And Joe's like, there was a stray dog that uh, really annoyed Tilly and she started feeding it 
and then it died. And she started giving me soup that tasted weird, but like she wouldn't eat the soup, so they call the police. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. I just can't believe any of this. Like, what the fuck? Wait. Okay. It gets better. All right. I'm ready. <clears throat> okay. So Lieutenant Willard Malone goes, he arrests her for at this point it's just attempted murder. They don't they haven't pieced together the other ones. <laughs> And he reported that when he arrested her, she said, and I quote, the next one I want to cook dinner for is you. You made all of my troubles. (laughs) (laughs) The next one I want to cook dinner for is you. So they bring Tilly in. She was interrogated before 18 hours before she finally confessed And she tells him where she got the poison and a much longer list of her victims than they had anticipated. They took out all the bodies of Tilly's dead husbands. They checked them all for arsenic poisoning. They all had lethal amounts of arsenic. She had also had twins at one point. Twins Sophie and Ben died along with her granddaughter in 1917 of the same illness. She had two other children, her son John and Lily and daughter Lillian, that had also been sick, but they recovered. She was poisoning all Everybody. of the children in the family as well. Jesus. That's they were mildly inconvenient. Um, she had been getting the poison from her cousin. And so her cousin got pulled into the trial as well since she was supplying her the poison and It's kind of hairy on what exactly she knew what was happening with everything, but she goes along with it. Um, At the trial, Tilly wore the same black hat that she knit for (laughs) Frank's funeral. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) This bitch is extra as fuck. Yes. Um, So they would go down the list and, did you kill this person? And she'd be like, yeah, no big deal. The list ended up being close to 20 names long. Wow. Oh, my God. So there was Joseph's first husband, Joseph's yep. second husband, Frank's third mm-hmm. husband, Joseph's fourth husband, mm-hmm. Mrs. Rose Chudzinski. She died after going to their wedding party. Um, another cousin who was 15, another cousin who was 16. And a third cousin who was 23, she had taken care of all three of these cousins when they were sick, and she got sick of taking care of them, so she poisoned them to finish the job. All right, all right. Oh, my God. Um, There was the mysterious Myers, who nobody knows what happened to him, but she um, confessed to killing him as well. Um, Her cousin, Nellie, who she had been getting the rat poison from, she killed her cousin's first husband to help okay. her out. Jeez. Oh, that's how that started. <laughs> uh-huh. And we already said she killed her granddaughter, who was two. Ugh, gross. She killed her oh, own twins. Um, she tried to poison Joseph Klimek, but he was the one that they saved. And then there's another list of about eight other people that she had poisoned as well and tried to kill, but they recovered eventually. Wow. God damn. She's been busy. Um, also, I'm sorry, but I I love her attitude. There's she's just a complete crazy person. <laughs> For the trial took about a year, right? And her cousin and Nellie. Is mm-hmm. the cousin's name. And Tilly are sharing the cell. And whenever Nellie would be taken out and Tilly was left in the cell, she'd taunt her by saying, they're going to hang you today. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Literally gallows humor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, You're gonna die. <laughs> they're gonna hang you today. Um, oh my goodness! Oh my Atlanta. Nellie's jury could not decide. It ended up a hung jury, and she was acquitted. 
Um, but Tilly did not get away with everything. She was eventually charged for one murder in particular, and that was for murdering Frank. I guess they had the best evidence to convict her on that. Okay. She was convicted on March 1923 after her little rampage of complete insanity. It reminds me of the Mad Hatter's Tea Party in terms of like, (laughs) it's just insane. She just goes around doing whatever she wants and just hops merrily from one place to the next. Everyone's like, wow, she's a psychic. She's really good at this. She always figures out when people are going to (laughs) die. Oh, goodness. She was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And she was only 60 years old when she died in prison in the Illinois State Penitentiary on November 3rd, 1936. Well, thanks for the, the well, fun, Tilly. <laughs> Shit. They're going to hang you today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be a ringtone. Can we make that a ringtone? All right. So anyway, yeah, that is the story of the poisoner of... Polish Chicago. All right. Well, we really did want to do a lighter episode today. So I found some really interesting, funny, drunk arrest stories where people were under the influence and it's kind of funny and I enjoyed it. I mean, one time I asked a police officer in Wilmington if it was illegal to shank someone and he did tell me it was. So I made sure I didn't shake anybody, but just Random things like that. Um, You're such a good two shoes. True. I was. It's true. I was there the night she asked the officer. If she Wait, you were there? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was there. You're like, I'm gonna go ask him if it's legal to shake cute. someone, and you just waddled said, on over. Ma'am? And you were totally, <laughs> ma'am. Do not shake <laughs> anybody. I'm like, okay, see you later. It's <laughs> one of my favorite stories. All right. So my first one is in Florida. Obviously, we can't not have a drunk story on Florida. It's always Florida. Okay. So a Florida fisherman ended up with quite the catch when a 22-year-old woman swam up to his fishing line and then swam off with the rigging. Authorities were called to St. John, uh, that's not right, County Pier in St. Augustine just after 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. This broad was hammered at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday when a woman ended up. <laughs> I'm hearing her a fair amount of judgment in your voice that I don't particularly appreciate because I may or may not have also been hammered today around 6 o'clock. So. Time out. Have you ever swam, swam up to a man's fishing line and then hooked yourself onto it and then swam away? I have what been am I it around onto? a man's pole. Well, intoxicated before, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> no. Police soon managed to catch Alexandria Turner, for real, back on dry land. The police report deal- details that how she details how she appeared to be intoxicated when she swam up to the fishing line and swore at the man. The 22-year-old woman then allegedly chomped down on the fishing line, dragging out the reel. <laughs> <laughs> That's another meaning of there's a ton of fish in the sea. <laughs> Don't go for the broad that literally bites the fishing line, okay? That's oh not the one God. you want. She's here for a good time, not a long time. All right. <laughs> when she was summoned to the uh, peer office, she became belligerent and refused to walk inside. Police decided to bring her into protective custody after she started to upset the sense of the public norm at the pier. She refused deputies to let her be handcuffed, and she screamed, I'm fucking naked, several times. (laughs) She was then arrested for disorderly intoxication and and resisting arrest without violence. (laughs) I love her. Um, that's fantastic. Yes. I want to kind of party with this chick right? for nothing else than just to sit back and watch what happens. But yeah, I kind of love that. All right. Ash, did you that's have one or no? Was real lonely. Go get it. So this one happened last month, February 17th of 2021 in Arizona. Okay. So a Cal- California woman is facing several charges after police say she got drunk 
and stole some clothes from a store while getting completely naked. Again, this was a Tuesday. I don't know the fuck kind of specials are going on on Tuesdays. Police said 53-year-old Melissa Hahn ran up a $154 bar tab at Mecca Bar and Grill and tried to pay with a credit card, but it was declined. She had gotten angry at the staff and customers, swearing at them and spitting on a man. It's COVID. You can't be spitting on people first. She left and went to a nearby store called the Cactus Flower. And that's where she got completely naked and then took clothes from the store. Her credit card was declined again. She got mad, knocking things over, throwing a wine glass, and left without paying. The item, items totaled $740.50. I can see several wow. people we know doing this. Just I, stumbling into yeah. a store, wine glass in hand. Fuck it, I'm going to have it. Next Tuesday's <laughs> coming up, and the two for wine at Miss Clothes is amazing. Oh, gosh. All right. Police were called. Uh, Officers found her at a nearby bar wearing just the Mecca Bar t-shirt and a bracelet that was stolen. She was arrested and booked in jail on misdemeanor theft, indecent exposure, and disorderly conduct, con- conduct charges. Her bail was set at $1,000. And I'm reading this. Ty. Yeah, I'm reading this as these sites have posted them because they're pretty funny. Uh, everyone wants to join the Mile High Club, right? At least that's what Demi Burton, a 21-year-old, yeah. or sorry, a 20-year-old woman from Great Britain thought when she boarded a flight from Abu Dhabi to Manchester. As the plane reached cr- cruising altitude, Burton, who had already been overserved, began to pursuit her lock-in pursuit to lock in a seat in the Mile High Club with any stranger who was willing. After being rejected multiple times, Burton became increasingly more agitated and began to curse a scene. Uh, what started as a seemingly harmless sexcapade attempt ended in an arrest, five charges of assault, and jail time. During the trial, the prosecutor went into great detail about the events that unfolded on the flight, and it sounds like a complete drunken shit show. She was drunk before getting on the flight and started making a number of inappropriate sexual comments to a number of male passengers on the flight. Two passengers in particular remembered hearing comments at first they la- and at first they'd laughed it off, but then they became increasingly inappropriate and she asked them both to join the Mile High Club. Both tried to end the conversation with her, but she carried on. Then shouted to one, shut up, you speckle four-eyed bastard, and other <laughs> abusive comments and swore at other passengers. yeah um she was shouting and a decision was made that it would not be appropriate to allow this particular passenger any more alcohol so this is why they cut her off (laughs) all right when she was informed about the decision she started demanding to speak to the pilot and say you might as well land the plane now then attempts were made to calm her down but she got up from her seat and in the direction of one of the crew members raised her fist towards her in a threatening manner. This decision was made to physically restrain her, but had to be assisted by as many as six passengers to help restrain her by holding her down. Oh, my God. She was headbutting and trying to bite other passengers that had restrained her and accused other passengers of being racist. Oh, my God. One person recalls, yep. She's a white woman. Um, one passenger recalls amazing. hearing her. Yeah. One passenger rec- recalls hearing her called the cabin manager an ugly cunt bitch. <laughs> she carried on being, yep. She carried on being difficult and abusive for a number of hours. Some say four hours until she tired herself out. And that, all that reminds me of is the bat. Bad man, what was it? The Batman one? Oh, he's just tuckered out. <laughs> yeah. Scary face. It off. It was with, uh, what was it, the penguin? The penguin? Yes. I yes. don't know, honestly. Those Look, fucking videos. I think it was the penguin one. I think everybody, at least, okay. At least people who have worked service industry and drink as hard as we tend to has had a morning where you wake up and you don't really remember anything but you have a sense of foreboding that something bad happened last night and you should be ashamed 
and then yes. you things start coming back, and then people are like, do you remember this? Oh, no. And, like, you see yeah. where the story is going, and you don't want to go there. You don't want to remember the sense of shame. And all you just keep hearing is, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can you imagine waking up? You bit passengers on a plane because they didn't want to screw you in the bathroom. And then you got belligerent with everybody and six people had to take you down. That's a bad I can't Luckily, even. I can't imagine that would ever happen to me. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my gosh. That's a bad wake up. Yeah. Also, I got one left for you guys. After, go ahead. Okay. Look, if I'm on a plane... And anyone goes crazy but starts biting. I've seen way too many zombie movies. I know how this ends. I'm bashing your skull in with a briefcase. We're not taking that risk because as soon as you bite one person. Briefcase aren't hard covered Look, anymore. All They're this. all soft. You can't do anything well, with it. Well, what else do you want me to use? Everyone else has backpacks and little squishy Use bags. a kid's tablet. Look, I will find. I will take off my shoe. I will take off my shoe. I will stomp the face in. Nah, just steal a I'm kid's tablet. It'll be fine. I Dude, I'm all about the zombie apocalypse. Like it's coming. Dude, we're saying it's bath salt that people in Florida are biting off other faces. Like, no, that's a zombie. I did. I send you that picture. I found the hospital picture of the man who got his face bitten off. Um, doing research because in a future episode we are going to cover cannibalism. And I did not. It is worse than I imagined. Look, as soon as somebody gets bit, it spreads. You got to knock it out. Eliminate the threat. We cannot let the virus get out. We will continue this conversation later, man. But Mandy, you can hear one more. Anyway. I feel like most of the things that I have been saying on this podcast are going to be used as evidence against me in a future trial. But it's all meant to be funny. It's a bit. All right. Yeah, it's um, all of it. She's never done any of this though. stuff before, ever. No. Never once. She's a nice lady. The tone of sarcasm Back. is not helping <laughs> I say that my at work case. all the time. <laughs> I don't know if I will ever forget. I think it was after St. Patty's, one of those years that we stayed and had a couple drinks after work, Ash, and you were exhausted <laughs> after working double after double after double. And you had one shot too many. We all had our coats on and we're getting ready to leave. I was behind the bar by the computer and Sean and Scott were on the other side. And we look over at you. You said like, good night, guys. And you had this smile on your face. And stiff as a board, you just started to go backwards. And we all like jumped to go get you but nobody could get there in time and like a cartoon you just smiled and then you just fell backwards and just went down and we all were like <laughs> we all went to jump oh to God, save you and then you crashed and we like all looked at each other did that just happen and then ran over to get you and you were still smiling when you got up. You were fine. Like, chair kind of broke your fall. But I've never quite seen anyone fall like that. I can I can picture that I don't smile. think it was. Well, it might have been. But oh, God. I want to say that was like a Thursday night. Who knows? I mean, it could have. It should have been Tuesday. Like together. it was in Tucson, Arizona, or wherever that lady was. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Either way, it's not good for me, but it's still a funny story. Yeah. I still have a fun drunk. I woke up in a what appeared to be an abandoned room on a gross, dirty futon in a room I'd never been in before. There's trash everywhere. That's crazy. I've got a pounding headache. My jaw hurts. It hurts really bad. And I am in a haze. Waking up hungover, going, what the hell happened? Where am I? There's nobody in this apartment. I open the door and walk down the steps and find myself in the bar that I worked at. So good. That's a good sign. Um, When the bar bar owner bought the place, it actually came with the apartment that was above. So all right. Clearly, I drank too much, and I ended up up there. 
so I called the bartender what had happened because I didn't think that I was that drunk enough to be like out and have no memory of anything. And uh, this guy's response was, oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, you got up to leave and you were like the last person there. I was cleaning up and you went to push yourself up from the bar and the chair slipped out from behind you and you fell with your mouth open on the corner of the bar top and you basically with oh. all of the weight when you lost when the chair slipped and you lost your balance you curb stomped yourself on the oh side of the bar and then you just fell unconscious on the floor and i thought and he didn't that call you anybody killed yourself oh my god he said he was flipping oh out um my mouth is in pain right now because of this yeah dude and you know, it's a bar height chair, so you like lift yourself up to get off when you're short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like me. He was free. He was like, I thought you were dead, and then I like you came to and you were breathing and you seemed okay and you kind of woke up. So I put you upstairs. I kept giving you water. I checked on you. You seemed all right. Finally, so I went home to get a couple hours of sleep. It's like all right, cool. Shit. I mean, totally fair, but dear God. It was a weird way to wake up. All right. So we would love for you to follow us on any of your streaming services. You can also follow us on Instagram at Indelicates Podcast or on Facebook at Indelicates Podcast. Or check out the website at IndelicatesPodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> we won't do that again ever, I promise. Yeah, no, we're done. And if you have any um any suggestions on stories, cases, anything that we can do, you can also email us at indelicatespodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear back from you and any suggestions you have for the podcast or any stories you'd like us to look into or or cases, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. I'm gonna start researching some stuff. Like vicious. Sweet. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story and hanging out with us. We need to do this. Yes, more often. I miss you so much. Absolutely. Um I miss you, you ladies so much whenever you want. Nope. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your day, night, wherever you are. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.